How Rejection Led Me to a Successful Book Launch. So today's episode is going to be all about a situation that I had that obviously did not end well and how it led me to having the most successful book launch with All the Stars on Fire um, last year slash early January of this year, I guess is the time frame. It came out on December 20th. Maybe it was in December. I'm not good with time, but... In 2019, I believe, actually, no, I believe this was in 2018. So I had been writing All the Stars on Fire since late 2016, just months after I released my first book, A Fantastic Mess of Everything. And it took a while for me to write it because I had written three different drafts of the novel and they were all entirely different versions. So I was basically rewriting the book from scratch. I did that three different times. And I was still in the midst of writing it when I started questioning, like, should I self-publish it or should I try to go the traditional route and get a literary agent? So this question was lingering on my mind for a little bit. And so I decided to ask the universe. I was doing this thing at the time, and I guess I still do it, um, not as much anymore, um, because my mindset around all of that is different, but I decided to ask the universe, like, hey, can you give me a sign whether I should submit my uh, manuscript to a literary agent or not, and go in that direction, and I waited 24 hours, um, I asked for the symbol of a lion, I don't know why, but the lion stuck out to me. So I'm, I'm working as a babysitter at the time. I'm, I believe what I was doing was, I think the family was out of town, so I was just taking the dog for a walk every day. So I would get the dog and we'd go for a walk around like the hills of Beverly Hills, whatever. So there were all these like big houses with all these nice, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this, all these big houses with these nice like, um, these nice, like, decorative stuff outside of their homes, and, um, I had remembered, I was like, oh, there's a lion, like, someone has a statue of a lion somewhere, like, I had remembered that, but the funny thing is, is that, like, as I was going for a walk, the dog actually, the dog wasn't guiding me, but I was, based on the way the street looked, I was, like, deciding which way I would let the dog lead me, And we never saw the lion statue. In my head, I was like, oh, if we walk past the lion statue, then that means that my, um, that the universe is telling me that I should publish through a traditional, like, publishing company. But we never walked past it. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I think the universe is telling me to self-publish. And for some reason, I had gotten it in my head that self-publishing wasn't working. Because while I was very happy with the success of A Fantastic Mess of Everything, I th- I still believe that it did really, really well for being a self-published book. In my mind, I was just like, is this just what my life is going to be like? How am I going to get exposure? How am I going to become a bestseller? Like really future focused and focusing too much on the how. My desire to become a best-selling author was going to play out. So I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't see my sign. I think I really wanted to see one because 
I wanted almost like I wanted the universe to tell me like, hey, you should submit to an agent because it's going to go really, really well. I think that's what I was interpreting it as. So I'm at this house that I'm babysitting at and, you know, just walking the dog and I go to the bathroom and something I didn't notice any other times that I was in the bathroom was the wallpaper. So I take one look at the wallpaper and I realize that the wall in the bathroom is just a bunch of lions. <laughs> it's just a bunch of lions like spread all across the house. And I think it had different patterns too, but there were just a bunch of lions everywhere in the bathroom. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea that this even existed because I just never really paid attention. So I took that as my sign. All right, I'm going to submit to an agent. I made my query letter. I sent it out and nothing happened for like six months, I think. And then finally, you know, I'm still working on my novel. I'm still, you know, creating. I'm not like waiting to hear anything. But Six months later, I start getting the emails from the three literary agents that I submitted to. I only submitted to three because I chose them based off of who they represented, and they all represented my favorite authors. So in my mind, I was like, I have to work with these agents. I can't work with anybody else. In order to get the success that I want, I have to work with my favorite ones. And honestly, I think if I were better at manifesting like the way that I am now I feel like my process is really solid and it would have gotten me the results that I was hoping for I'm really glad it didn't because when I got the the rejection letters all three of them rejected me they were very nice of course um very kind and encouraging emails but at the end of the day all three of them said the same thing it's just not what we're looking for right now and of course I was upset. I think I teared up a little bit. I didn't cry hard about it, but I was kind of upset just because I did feel that feeling of rejection. But then I stopped and I was just like, you know what? They're idiots. They are so dumb. And they just made the biggest mistake of their lives. I switched it around so that I was empowered by these rejections. I was like, yeah, you guys made the mistake, not me. Like, It wasn't foolish of me to submit thinking that I was going to get an agent. It's actually really foolish of you to decide that my book isn't what you're looking for. Because honestly, like my book has a ton of diversity. The central family of the story are Latino. The two protagonists are not only female, but they're Latina characters. And they're the ones who carry the whole book. There are men in the book, obviously, and they do stuff. But the women are the ones who do all of the... I don't want to say all of the work, but they're the ones who save the day, essentially. And it's up to them to save the day. It's not like the women are there and the men are the ones who are doing all the work, which I feel like I see that a lot in books. And there was just something about the fact that they didn't see any of that, I was just like, y'all are the ones who are going to look back at this one day and wish you had, you're going to remember my book, you're going to remember the story, you're going to remember that I submitted to you, and you're going to wish that you had this story when you, when you had the chance to have it. So that's when I decided I'm going to not only self-publish this, but I'm going to create my own publishing company and I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to really be strategic about marketing. I'm going to create a quality product like I took this so seriously. 
So that's how 1537 Press, my publishing company, yes, it existed, but I was originally just using it as my self-published company and it wasn't really anything. And it technically still isn't anything. I'm my only client, but I started looking at myself as the writer who created the story and then also myself as the company, the publishing company, who is going to market this, who is going to produce the actual physical book. And I started taking it, I started seeing it in a different way and using those two different brains, my marketing mind, that experience that I had gained from being an online health coach and learning how to market myself on social media and also, you know, continuing to be that creator. So I became two different people for this book. And I started to really see how your mindset is everything when it comes to selling. I had the most successful launch of all my books. I sold hundreds of dollars worth of books, which might not seem like a lot, but we're talking like books are like when you receive the royalties of the books, it's only like a couple of dollars, if that. So I feel pretty accomplished for having sold as many units uh, between my um, website and on Amazon as well. Like I was shocked to see the amount of uh, pre-orders that went through in the book before it had even been released. Like all these people wanted to get it. It was so cool. And all of my promotion was strictly on Instagram, a little bit on my podcast, but there were only two places where I was really heavily promoting the book. So it felt really amazing that I had created this for myself. My book did get publicity on blogs, and I think that also played a big role. But because I was so ambitious and because I knew that my story was worth telling and that it was going to make a difference in the world, I found a different way and I created an outcome for myself because I didn't take that rejection and just look at it and be like, oh, my book isn't good enough. That means that my story isn't good. That means that I'm not a good writer. I didn't fall into that victim mentality of like, oh, it's just because I'm not good enough. These literary literary agents are obviously the ones who call the shots. Like I didn't look at them and give them all the power. I took my power back and I decided, no, I'm the one with the power. I'm the one who has the story worth telling. And I created that story. And maybe it was true. Maybe it's not true. But it became true the moment I decided to embody it. And because I embodied it, I got the successful outcome that I wanted. Is there still more work to do? Absolutely. I'm still not a best-selling author. I'm still not in the place that I want to be. But because I took that step, I'm so much closer. And I'm super proud of the success of that book in its initial launch. And there's still so much more work to do. And I'm embodying. So now I'm no longer embodying. Like I still do have the belief that my story is worth telling. My story is going to change people's lives. It's going to make people feel happier, more connected. The themes and the diversity and all of that is really, really important. There are going to be people who not only resonate resonate with it, but it's going to be very significant to them. The right readers are going to find this book and it's going to impact them positively. Yes, I still have that mind frame, but now I'm also taking the mind frame of like, I'm already that best-selling author. I already have all the fans. I'm, my books are already positively rated uh, by the majority of the people who read them. My books are, my stories are adored. They are climbing the charts. You know, I'm taking on these bigger ideas because 
I saw how that rejection turned me into the person who was the creator of my reality. While I don't think that submitting to an agent is necessarily a bad thing, I think if that's the direction that you want to go, absolutely go for it. But embody the mentality that you are in control. You are the one who dictates whether those people accept your manuscript. You are the one who dictates how well your book does. And it's all in your head. It's all in your mind. It's all in your beliefs. You have to approach the situation or approach, excuse me, approach any area in your life as if what you desire has already happened. And that involves a lot of reprogramming your mind. If I had submitted to an agent for my first manuscript, there is no way that I would have finished it or pursued self-publishing because I would have felt worthless. I didn't have the tools to pick myself back up after that rejection the way that I did with all the stars on fire. And any rejection that I receive in the future is only going to empower me more because now I see that if I get a no, that just means that this wasn't the path that I needed to take. I just need to make uh, go down another path or I need to create one for myself. So if you've been rejected, it doesn't have to be in writing. It can be in any area of your life. Don't give someone else or something else your power. Take that power back. Decide that this just wasn't the path for you. And if this is still the path that you want, decide that you're going to do it again or you're going to try it again and it's going to be different this time. Hold that power and hold those thoughts. What you want to achieve, it's going to come true. That's the way that our universe works. We create our reality. And if you want a specific outcome, you just have to know that you're going to get it simply because that's what you desire. And you have to keep your your thoughts aligned with that goal of getting exactly what you want. The only person who is taking that power away from you is yourself. And if you're letting negative thoughts or thoughts of that rejection are all that you're thinking about and you're just running all these scenarios in your mind that are preparing yourself for the worst possible outcome, you're the one who's creating those worst possible outcomes. Those, po- those outcomes would not exist if you were focused on the best possible outcome. So no matter what it is, think about all the ways that this could go right. You can come up with a hundred different best case scenarios and they're all based off of one desire like okay I want to be a best-selling author here are all the ways that it could happen I want my book to be number one on the charts here are all the ways that it could happen I want to have a really successful launch here are all the ways that it could happen I want a literary agent well here are all the ways that it could happen I want this specific person to be my literary agent which totally possible here are all the ways that it could happen so even if you got that rejection Maybe let's say I wanted that literary agent still, even despite the rejection. All I have to do is imagine like, oh, well, you know what? They actually made a mistake in sending me this email. The assistant made a mistake and he actually didn't mean to send it to me. He meant to send it to somebody else. So I'm probably going to get like an email or something. I'm going to get contacted in some way and informed that there was a mistake made and that they actually do want my manuscript. And if I just hold those beliefs, hold those thoughts and just know that this agent, this assistant, whoever is going to change their minds and they are going to pick me, then yeah, it's possible and it's going to happen. 
I could decide, you know what, I want to have another launch of this, um, of this particular book and I want it to be even more successful than the last time, even though it's actually really not common to like relaunch after you've gone through the promotion phase. If I decided, oh, I'm going to re relaunch it, I'm going to do something that is going to get people to want to buy this book, get buy this book, not again, but who are going to want to buy this book, even though I've already put it out and I just do a launch and I hold the beliefs that this is going to go even better than the last time, it's going to happen. So if rejection does occur, you do not have to give it any significance. Maybe it just shows you that other options are available, or maybe it's an opportunity to just look at your mindset and what your beliefs are around this area. Obviously, I believed that I wasn't, either I wasn't good enough to get a literary agent or my story wasn't strong enough to get a literary agent. So it's up to you to decide what rejection means because it can be seen as a positive or it can be seen as neutral, but we don't have to make it the negative that we are brought up to believe that it has to be. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Best Life podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Beck Medina. I am a mindset and manifestation coach. So if you would like one-on-one -on -one coaching for your specific issues, you can sign up for a virtual session or my monthly coaching program at the link in the show notes. And if you love the show, please make sure to rate and subscribe. Your rating allows other people to know that this show is the bomb. And I appreciate any support that you provide the podcast. Love you guys. Until next time, I'll see you soon.